It's time once again for the greatest podcast this side of the Mississippi. Now with Les Salmonella, the Shufflebox Podcast. Here's your hosts, Alex Big Dog Vallejos and Hugh Hefner Marcelo Crow. Welcome back to the Shovelbox Podcast this week, folks. I'm your host, Alex the Big Dog Vallejos, along with my co-host, Marcella. Hello, everybody. Sorry I'm blowing my nose. And, uh, yeah, we are going to review the prequel to the Predator movies, uh, the 2022 film Prey. It was, a, I believe it was a Hulu exclusive, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy because it came out in uh, 2022, July 21st, 2022. So it, everything was kind of starting to get back to normal, but it was weird that they it was only like Hulu um that got this because man, seeing this in theaters would have been just awesome. And yeah, a little bit about this film. Um, so uh, it you you've told me Marcelo that it's both done in uh, primarily English for like the, a general the general release, but it was also done completely in Comanche minus you know, the French scenes that are in the movie, but uh, is that Those true? Those are in Comanche as well. Really? The French guys talking are in Comanche? No, I'm just fucking around. I'm like, dude, like that's, you'd have to do like a French Comanche accent. I'm like, that's <laughs> that unique. Would be, that would be great if in, uh, in Comanche they speak perfect English, <laughs> but in the, uh, <laughs> since in the English version, you don't understand him. <laughs> I, but see, I like I like that. Like it gets you immersed. Like, oh, these guys are foreigners. Yeah, like, of course they wouldn't know how to talk. And then when they speak, they speak in English, and it's like, oh, okay. I'm gonna have to watch the Comanche version, but yeah. So um, it's on Hulu and Disney Plus, and you can actually watch it right now if you have either. Um, but what happens is just that in the for the movie they made it in English primarily, but there are some scenes to where the director had him. Uh, redo it in Comanche, and then uh, for a complete dub, I, there were some things that they couldn't refilm, so they asked the actors to dub the parts that they couldn't refilm that are in English to Comanche, so there's a full Comanche version, there's a full English version, and um, I really want to see the Comanche version. I didn't get a chance to, unfortunately, just because in Denver we have been uh, just freezing, so I have been actually trying to get some stuff done. So I apologize, but um, fortunately didn't get a chance to review that one. But we did review the English one, which I have seen when it came out. And I am glad I rewatched it because, man, I forgot how good this movie is. Yeah, and uh, I'm a huge fan of the Predator uh, films. Uh, regardless what anyone else says, I think the only film I don't like is Predators. Um, and I think we, after discussion, we discussed this off air we'll we'll eventually do all the predator movies i don't know if we're going to do them all chronologically but i don't i don't know about chronologically but sprinkling some here and there i I quite like yeah so we can do we'll do them here and there uh but uh and then it'll give me time to brush up on the lore Uh, i played the ps2 video game uh uh, predator concrete jungle when it came out in like 2004 2005 that adds lore to the Predator universe as well, uh, along with the Alien vs. Predator movies, which are canon in the Predator storylines. So, And people think that they're awful, and I liked them. 
Um, so I can't wait to do Alien vs. Predators 2. Because I know Marcelo knows that film is ass. I just like it for the for the Predators. Yeah, no, I uh, I hate Alien vs. Predator 2. And I was one of the people who was so hyped for it as a kid. I remember like I cut out stuff and I had all these bunch of like movies on my binder of uh, of ones that like I was really excited to see just because I was in middle school at the time when it came out or uh, kind of like high school I believe so mm-hmm. I had a binder and I had like all these movies I was interested in it was three I remember was uh, Cloverfield AVP two and Apollo uh, thirteen um, I saw Apollo thirteen recently and it is not good but I saw uh, I haven't seen AVP two recently um, because I just don't want to kill myself. Well, too bad. Too bad. So everybody, AVP2 will be our uh, our final podcast here. So once you've no, seen that, no. you know that that's it? No, the show will go on. Uh, I'll just I'll go back to doing it by myself again. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> and what's another one? I'll review a film you love. I'll do like Die Hard right after Alien vs. Predator 2. Oh, that's great with me. I might have to stay alive, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Might have to, but... survive. We'll see. <laughs> then, we'll put, then, we'll, then we'll do predators, and then yeah. we'll see. As a, and I also want to say too, what I love about the mo- about prey is not only like its simplicity and storytelling, and how well it gets it done, and how you can how based on how characters act, like that's how you write a script is just like what they're showing is what their character is. But I think it's also just the fact that it is an interesting question of having you know, something as devastating as Predator in those times to where it was nothing but kind of archaic weapons of literally fighting, literally fighting for nothing but shelter. Like that's such an intriguing idea. And the fact that they did it and pulled it off so well, along with good characters is just like, fuck it. It was just terrific. Like hands down the best Predator or the best Predator movie since the first one. In, in my in my opinion, I like I enjoy Predator too. Don't get me wrong, because it's so different. But I love 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 Prey. It's such like a good one two combo of Predator than Prey. Yeah. Um, for this one, I had no idea what to think of it going in, because you have the you have the basic Predator rules and every like you said, a big deal of it was a bunch of futuristic weapons. Uh, or like, uh, what? Not like, uh, like, or near future, or near future weapons. Um, taking on the predator, uh, you have the rules established that the predator won't attack uh, a non-threatening, um, like target, I guess, or non-threatening organism. So, if it doesn't have a weapon, or if it's not a threat to the predator, it won't kill uh, anyone. So I yeah. was really, I was, I was really interested to see if, um, you know, bows and arrows, and spears, and all of that when it came to the human targets, if it would consider them a threat, because you also see the first kill in this movie by the predator is a rattlesnake, yeah, followed followed by a wolf, followed by a grizzly bear, um, which. I thought was awesome because once again, I, once again, I know there's whole lore behind this specific predator and I'm not too nerded out in it and I'd have to do my research on it. I don't want to delve too deep into it, but if it's the predator's first time on earth and does not know 
what the fiercest prey is than or what his trophies are. I mean, he he got a trophy out of the out of everything, out of the snake, out of the wolf, um, and then he equipped his mask with the bear skull, which kind of confused me just a little bit um, because we didn't get a reveal until after, like, we didn't get a reveal of the full predator until after he killed the bear. So that was like the one part that kind of was like, all right, I get it. They have futuristic weapons and like the, the site, you know, the scope, the triangle scope site. And I'm like, all right, how did he equip it into the bone? But I'm like, whatever. It's a it's a futuristic alien that could do whatever. Um, that's what I assumed essentially. And then when I think the first people he killed were Comanches. And I was like, oh. Because you don't feel like in Predator, like in the original Predator, where the U.S. Army guys in Nicaragua, you like, you hate some of them, but you like others. With the Comanches, you just had like, uh, what was her name? I forget what her name was. Our main uh, protagonist. I'm looking it up, uh, Naru. Yeah, so Naru is... Yeah, she's just like... She is one of the women in the tribe that, you know, has an older brother who's like the lead brave, the lead hunter. I don't know if you call Comanches, like, their warriors braves. But he's like the lead hunter and uh, tracker. And she wants to be just like him. So she's trained for it. She's training herself. She can throw her tomahawk on a string with awesome accuracy. She has a dog, a hunting dog, tracking dog. And, uh, basically it goes against tribe, the tribal norms. Like, well, why don't you just stay here and cook and help tan hides? Like her grandmother or her mom says, no, along those lines. And then she's like, no, I'm ready for the big hunt. And her brother tries to prepare for the big hunt, but all the other, warriors and hunters are like can you just kind of stay in your lane it's one of those coming to age tales that you know you want to prove everyone wrong and that you can do it and yep. uh, that you're not, and then there was some um uh tribal gaslighting when they said that she saw footprints bigger than a bear's and they saw it too but you're like ah it's just a bear and she's like guys we all saw the same this is not a bear it was, I thought, I, I mean, I thought the storytelling was great because it just leaves you on the edge of your seat. You want her to get her big hunt. You know, it doesn't have to be like, it doesn't have to be the predator. We know it's going to come down to a final showdown. But like just her proving herself to the tribe, I thought was fantastic. I thought her traveling out on her own, using the medicine, doing everything she had to do, like knowing the land. I thought that was awesome. And then the fight scenes were were great. Yeah, and then it's only 90 minutes to top it all off. Like, it's just, it comes in and it goes just like nothing. And it's like super it packed. It's super packed. And um, another thing, I there was a another part of morality with the Predator that was new in this one were the uh, animal traps. So she he was chasing, the Predator was chasing Naru, who clearly had her tomahawk still, but her ankle was caught in a in a, like a 1700s fur trapper's bear trap, 
And he, he, the predator left her there because it wasn't a fair advantage. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. So even though she had her weapon, he walked right on over her and went into the French camp still and took care of the remaining Frenchmen. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And um, I I just also want to say too, we bring this up all the time, but I bring this up all the time, I should say, just because of writing. But when it comes to female characters, characters that are that are not your traditional white character, like this movie does it right. Like this is what you want in a movie to where people uh people who are not white and they say they want to be represented want this is the movie that the writing represents them completely well. And it's kind of uh it's it's like this is how you write a character that's a woman or that's a person of color who they do what they do based on their own attributes and what they gather from the environment they come from and become their own person. Like that was the thing that I loved about the movie again is just the writing and it still had that typical thing of you're a girl, you can't do what we do, but it it's okay just because it's in that, it's in that primal role well, of back then it was for survival yeah, and it's all it's all within context where roles exactly. were specified for survival. Exactly. You don't have her every five seconds saying, I'm a kick-ass girl. And just doing some, like, cheesy shit. Like, no, she's there. She's badass. She's trying to prove herself. Just because, like, even though her mom can see it in her of being someone bigger, she's like, no, I'm not accepted by these fucking people. Like, I want to do my own thing and become this hunter, but, you know, they won't allow me to. And Until once again, and her brother... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, man. I don't. Sorry for interrupting. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go, no, 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 no. I'll add. I'll add on after. No, yeah. You know, and I just want to say, like, you, you compare that to, to like Captain Marvel and stuff, to where they're written kind of poorly, to where they're just carbon copies of stuff we've seen before. Whereas in Prey, you do have that she's badass, but she's not quite there yet because she has trouble, you know, shooting the shooting an arrow like her brother does. Like it's just like he's fucking Hawkeye out of nowhere and just. It's just he's which is crazy. You know, it's um it's just like that's how you write a character and you can push the boundaries of things just because you have to have correct context. You can't force it on us to where it's it's just kind of like that's how it is and that's how it's gonna be. You know, if you want to like you just have to have good writing as is the big thing. Like that's it. You just have to have good writing. Like it you shouldn't people shouldn't overthink it. Good writing is, 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 uh, I don't want to say a dime a dozen, but like, it should be people complicate things so much to where they're trying to please so many people instead of being at the forefront of what they want to achieve. Like instead of trying to go to make a person badass, like Captain Marvel should have been, you know, they wanted her to essentially be relatable more than anything and in that you've kind of cut off the core of it feels like with a lot of movie characters you can only be relatable or you could be something someone looks up to it it doesn't necessarily kind of go both um just because i mean nobody can really relate to tony stark but a lot of dudes but a lot of guys like love the playboy image of being rich as hell and doing whatever you want to do not to mention the persistence of everything and they're re- I mean, they're realistic about their own lives, but you can like a character. Exactly. And you again, it's just good writing. Like, that's the big thing. 
It's like, just give me good writing. If you're going to remain realistic, stay true to that realism and do things in a way to where it's realistic to the grounds you set your story in. With yeah. with this movie, she, again, was a good hunter, but she wasn't great because she was still lacking in some things, but she was still practicing every day. They showed it with the axe, she, her, her uh, tenacity and everything, and how even when there was nobody around her and she was still fighting for her life, she still somehow succeeded. Like when she was sinking in the pit and through the kept throwing the axe to try and pull herself out of it. It's oh, yeah, little quick things yeah. like that. Yeah. It's not just writing for a woman or writing for a person of color. It's just good writing. Yeah. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day. And that's partially why I love this movie, but also it's just badass. Like it seriously is for it, it's uh, it's just it's just better. Like it proves that you can make a great movie with huge implications, but with a small scope. Yeah, and I just want to add on to like the the little bit of realism uh, to the movie too. Well, not like realism because there's not hunt, you know hunter aliens or whatever, but like how you said, good writing, and it can lead to like real life situations. So you know. She's not a badass because she's a woman. You could put a younger boy in the role and it would be the same thing. Exactly. Not, I don't know. I mean, you know, in like as a character, I should say, not necessarily the acting. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, she wants to be this hunter in this matriarch because her brother is that type of leader and she wants to be like her brother. That's something everyone can get behind. Like everyone kind of feels that kind of, oh, I want to be like a, a sibling of mine or a parent of mine, you know, something along those lines. And then in addition to that, the way that she fights the predator, you know, is it's a realistic setup. It's not like giant bazookas and grenades and modified weapons. She uses her cunning and her smarts. She like she finds out that the predator sees through heat, um, or you know, if she eats a certain uh, herb, the predator can't see her. If she's covered in mud the predator can't see her uses that to her advantage to defeat the predator. And it's all like, it's all realistic. Yeah. You know, she, she gets picked up and choked and, uh, the predator doesn't see men and women different, uh, kind of like predator one. That's where, you know, like, um, where, um, I forget what the chick's name is in predator one, but you know, she has a gun pointed at the predator and the predator doesn't attack her cause she's pregnant. And like, Oh, she's a woman I'm not going to attack her. But in these movies, like in this one, it saw her as like, she's a warrior. I'm going to attack her. Like I'm, she's, she's fitting of being a trophy, which I think is a cool perspective to think of as well. Cause all the other kind of, all the other kills and like, I think it's alien versus predator where you get like accidental, like female kills. Yeah. People, people thought it was like females were, you know, off limits for. Um, the Predator, but I think we see it in the movie uh, The Predator, right? That came out in 2018 or 2019. They're like, there are women in the uh, in like the army battalion in that movie, but this one, I mean, that one's, you know, yeah, that one was more of the like cartoony, not cartoony, but like arcadey kind of Predator, like just the style the Predator movies have been made in, but this one changes, this one changes the tone for where the franchise can go. Oh yeah, no, completely agree. Um, I just wanted to add too. That's kind of the beauty of the writing is just that uh, in my when I try to write and everything, I try to write it to where 
I, I hate using like the term just because it comes off real pompous, but gender neutral. Like I try and use, I try and write gender neutral characters because you're writing for what the character is, regardless of who, like of how they were born. Um, but you know, to where you, like you had put it was just you could you could trade her for for a little boy for really kind of anybody in that camp, and it would have still worked. They just have to have, be at a disadvantage or seen as as like lesser than for whatever reason. And that's it. And then the movie's off to a start. And what's beautiful too, was just because of the writing, because everybody else was so headstrong. She actually got to uh, like sit back and watch and kind of like look and see how, you know, he does all these things because she was watching him kill everybody. That's when she, uh, she realized like all these little things that he does. And like, if she applied what she's learned with that, then, that's how she's able to beat him. And oh. yeah. Good. I was going to say, I was going to say on top of that, um, just kind of culturally in the movie too. Um, they're used to bows and arrows, their tomahawks, axes, spears, right? Yep. But in the French, in the French camp, she was gifted that flintlock pistol, which was completely new to her. And then the way, once again, if you take the predator aspect out of it and look at it historically, she was asking the dying, like the dying trapper, how does this work? And she's also not, she's not only learning alien technology far more advanced than hers and her own, you know, teachings with weapons that she knows, but she's also learning about like firearms that she can bring back to her tribe, which she does. And she teaches, you know, you assume she teaches them how to use firearms to their advantage to help the tribe too, which is just, I mean, I think I think that's pretty cool. I'm like, there's so many aspects of the movie of her learning, of Naru learning the whole movie, and then uh, I think it's one of the only movies where a predator is killed by a human, besides like predators, because the yeah. other ones, a lot of the other, a lot of predators instead of dying, they blow themselves up, so you don't see humans kill them. So this one, she killed a predator. Yeah. Because like AVP, uh, AVP2, they blow up the towns with nukes. Um, and then uh, Predator 1, it blows itself up. Predator 2 blows itself up. Um, the predator, Predators, Adrian Brody kills the Predator and Predator dogs. Um, then Predators kill each other. And then more Predators drop down. And then in The Predator, I don't remember how that one ended. But yeah, neither do so I. I. We're gonna have to rewatch it. Oh no, Predator Two! Uh, I think Danny Glover did kill it, and then yeah, did the he predator, stab it? Yeah, and then the predators came down and gave him the flintlock. Yeah, gave him a flintlock pistol, which I think, looking back on it now in lore, I'll double check that flintlock pistol. Pistol is Naru's flintlock pistol. Mm. I'll look. I'll look. I'll look. That'd be don't sick. Quote, don't quote me on it, but he does get a flintlock pistol. You get like a trophy or you get a weapon yourself if you kill one of their own. However, in this movie, I don't know the lore behind this predator. And there's probably comics on, there's probably a comic or a novelization of this movie that gives a little bit more. But um, she walked away like her trophy was the head of the predator and the flintlock pistol from the French. So I thought that was, I just, it was, it was so much better than I thought it was going to be. Oh yeah. 
And uh, also, too, it's it's actually pretty historically accurate from what I've been reading. Um, this is from the wiki, but during the film's production, Myers, and I think that was just a... Uh, it just says Myers provided binders of reference materials to the production team. Advised the production on creating a period-accurate toothbrush, which, uh, which Naru can be seen using in the film. An early draft of the script did not include mentions of horses, and uh, that guy insisted that horses be added, later stating we're a horse culture, so you can see that in the character of Tab, Tab Tabi uh, and his horse riding. And then you can see that in the camps where we have horses. When I originally saw the first script and there were no horses in it, and I said, you can't have Comanches without horses. So that's where that came in, and when we wrote the Tab scene. Uh, people in the Southwest began to acquire horses in the 16th century by trading or stealing them from Spanish colonists in New Mexico. As horse culture north, uh, moved northward, Comanche were among the first to commit a fully mounted nomadic lifestyle. This occurred by the 1730s when they had acquired enough horses to put all their people on horseback. Uh, Brad Kerr in a screen rant described the Comanche character's clothing, village sending, and hunting lifestyle depicted in the film as historically accurate, along with the depiction of the French trappers as hostile towards the Comanche. Uh, Curran added that the film makes traditional Comanche generals central to its story, writing that in Comanche culture, men took on a more physical roles as hunters and warriors, while women served as caregivers who oversaw homes, children, and food preparation. Yeah, and then uh, in this one, too, they were hu- the women were huge when it came to uh, medicine. So it wasn't just like, oh, you're a woman, you're cooking, you're cleaning, and you're skinning hides or tanning hides. But they took, like, uh, Naru's mom was a healer. And uh, that's kind of where the movie starts to send her on the fight or the, the the hunt for the cougar at the very beginning was, can you get this plant? We're almost out of it. And then that plant later comes a huge role and Naru knows how to heal herself, heal others um, because of the, the medicinal teaching she knows. So it's yeah. like both aspects of her, her brother and her mom come together to form her obviously. And, uh, she she used all of that knowledge and she becomes the most powerful warrior of the tribe. Now yeah. I know all the war I know all the other warriors in the tribe died, but she can lead I mean she was praised by the chief and she was acknowledged and she provided the trophy of the predator and then gave the gun to the chief too and it was like wow. Yeah. And also, too, this also breaks the rules of what I hate about movies, but I've accepted it in this movie, like ending on a climax scene. It ends with her coming home and being accepted, but you get all of that within about a minute or two because she comes home, she has the the predator skull, throws it on the ground, but yet she also provides like the weapons that she brought back to the tribe to see where they're going to continue with all this. And it's kind of like, that's how you end on a climax really well. Because you're you're essentially you've come to the story that you've set up, and you don't have to answer the questions of like you do have to answer the questions of the world you set up, but you also have to ask a question of it. And it's just that the people accepted the girl as her tribe leader. They have these new weapons that she happened to have brought along with this skull that they've never seen in their life before. And you're asking like, what is going to happen now? And they end it as soon as like they do a dance and accept her as a hunter now you know it's like that's how you end on a climax well you don't you just have to provide a little bit of closure to the story that you have completely set up Mm -hmm. like that's like that's it's it's terrific like it's just the writing i cannot praise enough and this movie's just badass like i seriously 
I just I enjoyed the hell out of it, and it was nice to watch it again because I really think it's heavily underrated, and I wish that Disney would re-release this in theaters at least for like a, a month. Yeah, I don't want to put this as my favorite one. I don't want to. But from what I remember from the first one and the second one, I'd have to bump them all down a spot. This would have to be my favorite one. Not going to lie. Damn. So it would have to be Prey. Like it, so far, chronolog- I think chronologically it's my favorite. No, it's not. It's without rewatching them. I've only seen this and I've seen Predator and Predator 2 too many times to count. But Prey, Predator, Predator 2 are my top three for sure. Mm. It used to be Predator, Predator 2, and then Alien versus Predators 2. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Prey definitely, uh, it was good. It was really, really good. And if you're a fan of the series and you haven't seen it yet, I mean, I wouldn't say go, I mean, if you want to go out of your way to see it, sure. Um, but this isn't one I think you just put on and not pay attention to. I think this is one you want to sit down and watch, especially if you're a fan of the of the franchise. Because, I mean, there's so many more things they can do with this movie. I heard that there's a sequel to Prey, but I don't know if it's going to be Comanches or not. But what they can do now, because it got such good reviews and it was done so well. I mean, can you imagine like an ancient Greek or like ancient Roman, you know, Predator movie? You can do historical, like Predator movies. It doesn't have to be like modern or near future, like Predator films anymore. You can do... Predator films in the past. Yeah. As long as it doesn't become gimmicked where you do like ancient Egyptian versus predator or, or, you know, Roman versus predator. I mean, if you do one more of these like historical movies or like a uh, crusade against the predator, you know, something like that, you know, I don't know if the crusades would work, but I'm just as an example, but you can do, you can do something like that. And if it's done like this movie was like was done, it'll be great. It's just, yeah. you know, I don't want, like, the silly the silliness of the Predator franchise has its charm, but after this one, it's like, can we get more, like, Predator 1 and then Prey? Because oh, yeah. it was phenomenal. Oh, and then, there, of course, there were throwback lines in this movie, too. Um, Naru's brother says, you know, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Uh, that was, uh, I believe, Terry, uh, Terry uh, Ventura's line in um, Predator 1. Um, I think there was a couple other things. I mean, the whole end fight scene was similar to that of uh, the original Predator. Um, so I mean, there were a couple like, if you're a fan of the series, we'll throw in these Easter egg type of lines or setups that you can see. Uh, but it was it was good. It was good. I'm really happy we did this. Uh, did the film. Uh, for the show this week. Oh yeah, no, same. I uh, I'm going to be honest and just say that uh, people should just go out their way and watch it because it's it's only 90 minutes. Like the movie's only 90 minutes from start to finish, um, and it's a quick watch, and yet it's badass. And it's just it's filled. It's in that 90 minutes. There's so much that's packed, like story wise. Uh, effect wise, just everything is packed, and uh, it's it's just a good movie. It's a fun time. Like if you even want to turn your brain off, all you have to know is it's just the basics of girl. It's not accepted uh, by her tribe of being a hunter. 
wants to prove herself, Predator comes along. That's all you got to know. There you go. Yeah, man. Well, I don't have like there's there is so much more under the surface. Yeah, and uh, if you like, you said if you're a fan of the series, I I guarantee you this will probably be your favorite one because it doesn't. uh, Once again, for me, like I don't mind the goofiness and silliness of of the Predator movies, but this one did a total like reset, and they can go. Even if they bring it back to modern times, they can go somewhere with a serious tone. Like you know, I know some in some of these movies when it's hardcore and it's gory, or the fight scenes are vicious or whatever, you need some comedic relief. But even the comedic relief in this movie was just like they were. It wasn't even comedic relief. It was just like nice moments with family. Yep. And that kind of takes away some of the tension a little bit. And it was done oh, well. Oh, oh, oh. oh my god! Sorry. I uh, I gotta cut into the the Buccaneers are destroying the Eagles. It's thirty one to nine right now. Nice. Eagles fans got bags on their heads. Well, good, good. <laughs> well, man, I don't have uh, I don't have any much or much more to say on this uh, on this film other than everything we already talked about. Yeah, no, same. I I don't have anything. I know it's a shorter episode, but uh, I, we just really wanted to stick to the movie. And uh, to be honest, it's just. It's been a bit of a crappy weekend with with uh, with the weather how it's been. So it's kind of like we just want to record this and and just kind of get on with the day. Yeah, we're not used to living above the Arctic Circle, but you know, um, still a good movie. Um, did we have a plan for next week? I don't remember. Oh, we do. Yeah, um, it is the shitty movie called The Devil Conspiracy. Oh, that's right. Oh, I can't wait for this one. You. You made it like the the well. You didn't make it sound so good. You told me kind of a little bit about it, but um, this movie is wacky. Was, was it? Was this the one where you said the the setup and like the description made it sound amazing? Yeah, yeah. This is it. I'm gonna read the plot. So All right. um, here's, it, a it's on... peek, here's a little sneak peek, folks. Yeah. So um, and and to be honest, I'm gonna explain it, but it legit. When you watch it, it feels like a movie that was like funded by like a regular as a regular movie, and then halfway through they real or it's, it's kind of hard to explain, but it feels like a Christian movie that tries to play it safe. It's so oh. weird, and it sounds so good in a wacky sense. But the, the here's the thing: it's called The Devil Conspiracy. It came out twenty twenty two. A powerful biotech company has breakthrough technology that allows it to clone history's most influential people. Behind this company is a cabal of Satanists who steal the Shroud of Turin, putting them in possession of Jesus Christ's DNA, the ultimate offering to the devil. Hoping to save mankind, Archangel Michael soon comes to Earth to stop the devil's conspiracy once and for all. I cannot wait. I am actually excited to revel in how terrible this was, because when I saw it... um. I, I've told you many a times, but I had I had this uh, worker who I don't know if he was disabled or whatnot, but he was just constantly like shaking in his seat watching the movie. So he was actually more entertaining than the movie himself itself, because the movie starts out with those wacky ideas and you're just like, OK, this is going to be fun. And you keep waiting for it and then it doesn't happen. And then all of a sudden you're like, why am I watching this? And then it goes it plummets from like this had such a good thing to like 30 minutes in 
you slowly it slowly dawns on you like how bad this is going to get and then the last third gets even so bad to where it doesn't even answer a plot point it's set up in the first third it's so terrible but god i cannot wait to rip on this piece of crap all right all right so the devil's conspiracy is the movie we'll be reviewing next week folks devil singular um, oh the devil conspiracy yeah well regardless please watch it as well folks so we're not the only ones uh, suffering um, but yeah, uh, you can follow us on, uh, Instagram at shovelbox podcast. I'm on Instagram at Alex Valeos 92 yeah, and on yeah. letterbox where you can see my, where prey ranks as a four and a half star film to me. Uh, you can follow me at Alex V 1021. Yep. And I'm at crow three Oh three on pretty much everything. Um, apparently I should be getting like my year in review soon. Cause if you don't have, um, the if you don't have the pro for Letterboxd, apparently, like you still do get a year in review, it's just not as like detailed. And oh, cool. uh, I'm trying to see if like mine came out, but it has not. Uh, it just tells me that I've watched zero movies, um, zero films have been reviewed, and zero hours have been watched. So I, I have no idea how I've been watch- reviewing these movies with you. LOL. Uh, because then again, I yeah, have been just me, rating me, a ton. You so. show me your you show me your list through the past three years, and I'm like, oh my god, there's so many movies. No, that's when we joined up, man. I was only on Letterbox when I showed you it. That's a year. That's a year. Yeah, dude, I've only been on it since we've started this podcast. Oh my god, that's one thousand one hundred and thirty. I've rated, <laughs> rated, but not watched. Yeah, no, that's watched. Well, yes, yeah. watched, but but in a year, you didn't watch a thousand movies. Um, no, I, I, no, hell no. I, I think I've watched like, a, I want to say at least two to 300 has to be easy. That is so crazy. That is so crazy. There's some days when I'm just on like tears of four to six movies. Cause I'm just like, God, I just want to watch like a ton. And when I've like, write when I do all my writing stuff, like I, I want to know how to go about it. So I end up thinking of a whole shit ton of movies in my head of how I want it to feel. And, then I go back and watch those movies and see how the dynamics went. Like when I wrote my script, uh, Pandora, uh, like I went back and watched a ton of like heist movies. I watched heist from 2000 with Gene Hackman, which is a terrific movie, a David, David Mamet movie, uh, set it off. Um, and then it was like trying to watch like all those kind of supernatural movies to where groups of people, everything starts to kind of come undone. Um, you know, then usually like every, it kind of always ends up going back to Spielberg somehow. But um, but like I always end up watching a ton of movies during that time too, because I'll be on a tear of like four movies straight of like, okay, I want the dynamic from this movie, but let's take stuff from this movie and act like how they do in this movie. So I have to go back, and then it's kind of framing all of that. Yeah, man. Oh well, I don't have much more else to say. Um. We did the plugs. And then the devil conspiracy. Is yeah. that on? Is that on streaming? It is. It is. It says it's on Hulu. Um, I don't know if it's on. I doubt it's on Disney Plus. But um, let's see. Well, uh, it's, it's I on... mean, it's about to be to Disney Plus just because Disney Plus and Hulu are uh, are partnered. Yeah, they should have every. They should have the whole catalog on there. They're going to be merging Plus, soon. Disney, so Disney Disney Plus has it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean Hulu is Hulu's merging soon with Disney Plus, so 
It should be on there. I'm actually trying to look, but my it won't let me log in. All right. Well, we, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But yeah, it's it's out there streaming, folks. Uh, watch it with us, like I said. So uh, we're not the only ones suffering uh, watching this movie. Oh, I've had two for for two years now. So uh, I'm not excited. Yeah, yeah, I know. Then we'll then I'll. Uh, I think we going into. I don't even know where this comes out. So yeah, then going into February, I think we have some films that I picked out. I believe. Yeah, yeah, and then we'll, we'll get to that. We'll eventually have a guest spot, I believe. Um, still in the works, and depending on the weather, because this week was supposed to be a guest spot, um, but it just, with the weather being the way it is, it's just easier for us to do it this way. Yeah, it uh, kind of sucked, but eh, not much we can really do. Yeah, people will be coming on, I think, uh, more frequently, hopefully this year, that's the goal, but. Remains to be seen. Um, however, for sure. And if you have any ideas, guys, like always, just hit us up on on really anything, and um, we'll take a look at it. Yeah, it'll be. It's fun. It's fun getting uh, some suggestions from you guys. But uh, until next week, folks, uh, stay warm, stay safe, and uh, have a great week. We will catch you next time. And right, we'll see you then. So long and good night, folks. That's what's happening with the Big Dog and Shufflebox. And, as the Rogue Man says, now here's what's happening in your neck of the woods.